Hello there. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Incabooch. Incabooch is a new kind of kombucha combining all the probiotic benefits of other kombuchas with the antioxidant benefits of purple corn infused tea. Purple corn has some of the highest levels of antioxidants in the plant world and combined with tea to make kombucha makes for a powerhouse of nutrition. Visit Incabooch.com to check out their great selection of drinks, including spice berry and ginger coconut. So for the JRE review today, I will be reviewing uh, this week on my own um, podcast 1221 with Jonathan Haidt. I think that's how you say his last name, H-A-I-D-T. His conversation with Joe was very interesting. He's a very smart guy, very well thought out. Uh, He's an author of The Happiness Hypothesis and The Coddling of the American Mind. And uh, has some fascinating things to say and uh, brings up some great points to which uh, Joe was some on board with and some not on board with. So uh, anyway, let's get reviewing. So the first thing that they get into is really interesting, and it's it's basically part of the dialogue that's been going on for the last few weeks uh, on this podcast, is the fake scientific papers. So the two gentlemen that came on uh, Joe's podcast a couple of months ago and wrote those fake papers uh, talked about them, and other um, guests uh, have come on and uh, mentioned it really in, in like high-level academia um, that people are talking about those papers. It's raised a lot of awareness in how silly they are. So a bit of background if you're not uh, familiar with it, but I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast. It's just that there were some uh, sci- uh, like peer-reviewed papers written uh, that got published, and they were kind of like pandering to the far-left liberal kind of ideologies that are working their way into the university so uh for example one of the studies and i haven't looked at them but it's just what i'm hearing on these podcasts is that uh there was one about uh rape culture but in dog parks and basically it was just mockery they were just making fun of this process and the fact that they could get these published there was another one where they just took lines from mein Kampf, and instead of using the word jew they used the word man and that got passed as well. So it's showing that there's like a lot of biased um, people out there that are passing these papers. Well, what's happened now is the people in charge of this, instead of just being embarrassed and saying, look, we need to change our system because how we did these papers and how we're setting this up is ridiculous. They're actually um, charging one of the guys involved because he's connected to a university with uh, a violation of fabrication of numbers because he was saying that they you know did they checked out 10,000 dogs or something which obviously was a lie but the whole thing was was a lie and they're trying to get him on it which I think is absolutely ridiculous I mean you've already been found out to be guilty with not being able to put together proper papers and your whole system for validating them is is a joke and now you want to go after someone that called you out on it um i don't know it's going to be interesting to find 
you know, what's what's really going on there. Um, but in this podcast with Jonathan, they get into where this new political thought came from, you know, this kind of like far right, left, progressive um, sort of lunacy that we're seeing uh, with Antifa and all these uh, nutcases. And, uh, but anyway, he was saying that it kind of started in the 80s with certain types of ideologies and they started to come together and uh, it went much faster in the early 2000s and came to a head in about 2014 as a few ideologies came together and uh, uh, university leftism went extreme and, and he didn't really give a date exactly um, but uh, he was saying that it started at I think he said Yale there was um, some case where the students were complaining about something and, and it, they protested. And instead of the university really just knocking it on the head, they said, what do you need? You know, what can we give you to just calm the situation down? Well, that went national and then there were protests all over and all of a sudden, you know, it, it went into that. It, it just create you know they they realized they had some power with these ideologies and then they just went full ball with them and in certain places uh you know it's picking up speed um and also by the way we hear a lot about it um this like progressive thought and that all the universities are out of control and you know young kids today are just all thinking this way and um but from what i understand uh, it's not as it just gets a lot of press it, the midwest universities are not really this way it's uh, more of an east coast west coast school thing and it's slightly more isolated than uh it makes out to and and it's also a small minority it's mostly just people making a lot of noise uh and this is at least how i'm understanding it so uh, that's that's calm me down a little bit anyway uh i i prefer that but uh, jonathan was saying a lot of this comes from the fact that kids have lost free play play uh, because they have social media. <clears throat> Excuse me, bit of a cough. They go out to, you know, instead of going out and playing uh, with friends and learning conflict and how to deal with it, they're just on social media where you can be grandstanding and uh, making bold points. And, you know, you don't have to back them up. You're anonymous. You can just kind of like cowardly write things down and walk away from it and uh, get a lot of notice or not. Um, you know, there's extremes online. There's a lot of hate on there. And I'm in the playground. That's harder to do uh, because as a little kid, you know, someone might push you over or smack you. So there's consequences, but you don't really get that online. So in a way, these kids aren't prepared for conflict and therefore college. Um, and Jonathan's saying that to Joe that this leads kids to be more anxious and depressed and it, it's really just a minority pushing this dialogue, but but that's an interesting thing. I mean, he's saying studies are showing that these kids now are more anxious and depressed. He said, especially in girls, uh, you know, ones that are, are using social media and like mid school kind of age, um, because, um, you know, that girls have aggressive tendencies too, and they're they're going to bully in their own way. And uh, they do it with kind of social relationships. And that's easy to do online. And that's really sad to hear. It's really sad to hear that, um, you know, that it's getting harder to get through med school. It's been a long time since I was in med school, but I'd like to th and it was tough. But I like to think that, you know, teachers now and school systems and the way that we've learned as time goes on, that uh, we make it 
um, better for kids and not worse because we don't understand the technologies that they're connected to and how to deal with it. I mean, bullying is going to rear its head in all different ways. Uh, we have to be careful about it. It's not, it's not helpful. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of how it is. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of this is just, you know, that the, these complaints aren't done in person because conflict is too high and, and you really get no credit as well. When you, let's say you have a complaint about a teacher, right? You could go up to the teacher and tell them, even if they are able to fix this complaint, that's it. It's the end of it. But if you complain online, you don't have to deal with the conflict. And if you get a lot of support, you get a lot of credit. So this is kind of how this like social media thing is done. And, uh, you know, in the universities now, a lot of the restrooms have uh, reporting information. Uh, which really puts teachers on on guard because they can go in there and complain about something a teacher says. Now, obviously, if teachers are being racist and and um, you know just out of line, there should be a system for it, and that's good. But also, they shouldn't be completely on their toes, or, you know, or backpedaling just because they're they're so afraid all the time. And you know, it comes from this whole idea of microaggressions and and what that means and um you know it, it's like it's like in a sense racism is is not as prevalent as it used to be though some people think it is but it's certainly not as bad as it was in the past and therefore what's a new type of thing to get upset about so now it's microaggressions we've just kind of moved the line off of center towards an even more sensitive way of being and there's definitely a balance there um somewhere and, uh, you know, the word is out that racism is prejudice with power. It's given minorities a cloak of invulnerability. So racism is prejudice with power. What do you think about that? Meaning that you have to be in a state of power, a position of power, you know, quote unquote, like white people, white man, in order to be racist. Well, that's not really true. You just need prejudice. Um, it That's a dangerous thing because it... it says to people without power that they can be as prejudiced as they want and it's not racist that's a scary thing you should never give somebody free reign like that because it'll just get you know totally abused and it, you know it's not really about the truth these days in these arguments it's about winning you know everything's about winning you try and really make a point you could give someone all the data in the world they don't care uh they really just don't care talking about not going out and play, there's other things that are, uh, in a sense, making kids soft. And this is something that Jonathan talks about and cites um, uh, some real studies on it. Peanut allergies are one, and they could be wiped out completely. So uh, if you give people peanut powder, uh, the immune system um, will develop like uh, the ability to, to, I guess, digest peanuts without having some sort of anaphylactic shock. And it's that what they've done is, is people that maybe uh, have heard don't give peanuts to babies or whatever, so they don't do it. And then a lot of these kids grow up with severe peanut allergies. But if you even uh, children that are susceptible to peanut allergies, like their parents had peanut allergies, if you give them peanut powder when they're younger, your body adapts and you're no longer um, likely to, to have that problem. And that's interesting because it goes the same for going out and play. You want to get dirty. You want to get in the mud. You've got to build your immune system. Your immune system gets stronger by being exposed to um, to 
these things. You become resilient. You build like your own capacity. And that's another thing. When you're talking about raising kids, uh, Jonathan's saying don't build self-esteem, right? Build capacity, right? The capacity for stress. You know, it's like a buffer system. Like how much discomfort can you take in that sense and still hold your shit together? That's actually where self-esteem comes from. You know, that's the confidence for life is you can take on more. I find that fascinating. That's a really interesting way of going about things. I've also heard that you shouldn't ever say to your kid how smart they are because that can make them lazy. They just think that they're smart. They think they can do it. They won't work hard. Whereas the better thing to do is to say, look how well you did when you practiced and practiced and practiced and then you knew the answer or you practiced and practiced and practiced and you were able to make that shot. And then you're teaching them that the repetition of the practice is actually what makes you good, which is really what it is. I mean, even for smart kids, even for geniuses, they have to do something. They have to learn the process before they can make anything really impressive happen. And uh, I think that's that's a, an important point. One thing that Joe brought up kind of against what Jonathan was saying is that he's a little nervous about his daughter staying over at people's houses. He's very selective about parents that they they go stay with which i think is a smart move and uh you know the idea of her just kind of walking down to the store on her own is really not something that joe is going to allow and and a lot of it comes from the fear of of kidnapping but jonathan makes the point that in the u.s kidnapping is very rare incredibly rare statistically and that can be proven and it's like something less than like 100 kids a year and you take almost anything that can happen to a child and i mean this would be so low down on the list and it's not just because we parents are overprotective yeah he was saying that statistically um would you have you'd have to stay in a parking lot uh with the windows down and doors unlocked with a child in the back for 700,000 years um before the child would get kidnapped statistically in the United States i don't know how he got those numbers and that seems way too long but he ha- you know there's something there that the point that he's trying to make is just that it's very unlikely we don't have to be so overly protective i mean obviously as parents you want to be smart but uh when they're young you know like we used to go out to play they need to as well and that's going to build their self esteem and make them uh quite a bit stronger and really that's what we're trying to do with kids is make them prepared and ready for the world and if you coddle them too much uh they're just not going to be but anyway that's it for now uh check out that conversation it's really good there's some great things in there if you're thinking of having kids or you got young kids uh there's some good information in there to consider and uh who knows maybe you'll change the way that you're raising them uh in the hopes that you'll make them more confident so thanks for listening i really appreciate it love you guys talk soon Thanks for listening. And again, this review is brought to you by Inca Booch. Go to IncaBooch.com to order your drinks today.